Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This is the Nassiman Hockey Podcast with James Nichols and John Zella. And welcome back to the Nassiman Hockey Podcast. I'm James Nichols, and with me, as always, is John Zella. What's up, pal? Not a whole lot. It is sweater weather here in central New York. So if you're yeah. watching on the, the video version here, I'm in a, in a beautiful cardigan. Not in Staten Island, everybody's favorite island, uh, JK. Everybody's favorite island. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, today it was warm, and I'm just it was not it was a little understanding warm. what's going on because I'm like I have been wearing, you know, hoodies and and sweaters for a couple, uh, I would say two weeks now. I'm like, why do I have to go back to a t-shirt? This is making me uncomfortable. It was, it was warm for November here. Um, I'm worried we haven't had any snow, like even a dusting. It's been frosty. Why does that worry you? Usually be you something by now, like so even what, a, why like even are you dusting. worried? I don't know. It makes me feel like it's saving up for like a big storm or something. <laughs> it's all it's building big, up to just a huge storm. I'm gonna be stuck in my house for a week. Yeah, because I, I I mean because I know how science works and that sounds right. So oh God, no. I, well, not the scientist over here. N- neither of us. No. Uh, it it did snow quite a bit. Not very far from here, like within an hour north of here. Uh, so not insignificant snow, like stuck on the ground snow. It's probably melted by now, but um, yeah, it's cold. Central New York. Yeah, uh, I can't lie. My wife has already started decorating for Christmas as of today. My girlfriend so... is like, where are your lights? We need to we need to make it uh, yeah. holiday E. And yeah, here. so uh, and I don't have any decorations, so I feel oh bad. Boy, I feel like you're about to have some decorations. Uh, she has tried it, uh, <laughs> hasn't hasn't stuck. Luckily, uh, I have like the little icicle lights, so I think that's about as far as I'm gonna go. Well, usual in the most wonderful time of the year is upon us, uh, and I, I just that's my favorite time of the year so i can't i mean aside from the start of hockey season which is actually the our favorite time of the year is 10 days away from that's the publishing of this episode uh a great segue into a UBS. bunch of news that happened uh today starting with let's start with the the down end and then we'll t- we'll trend upward how's that sound 
I don't I don't know what that means, but go for it. You're well. You're okay, so there here. was there was a circulation of a document by UBS Arena that was going around saying that the honking and tailgating in the parking lot will not be permitted. Um, and that's just pretty much what Islander fans do. <laughs> so I think it's in our DNA. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to. I I think if I'm in my car leaving the parking lot. My hands just honk the horn. Let's go Islanders. Like, I don't know how to. (laughs) I can't drive out of that park. I mean, you're there long enough. Like, or I mean, in the Coliseum parking lot. I don't know what it's going to be like leaving UBS. I don't imagine it's any better. um, Having driven out of a number of parking lots and stadiums before. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that won't just be solved. They they didn't figure out the Rubik's Cube that is. Stadium parking lots. I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. What's gonna happen? You're gonna honk a horn and hands in the air. You're, you're gonna arrest for honking your horn. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. I think on both fronts, they can't be like, "Oh yeah, we encourage this." Like they obviously have to get in front of it, as they did, you know, almost two weeks before, and be like, "Hey, respect our neighbors." Blah blah blah. They have to. I think they have to say that. I don't think they can be like, "Oh yeah, go nuts!" Just yeah, totally <laughs> honk, honk the shit out of your horn. Uh, hang out in the parking lot. Go Buffalo Bills ham uh, on a table. <laughs> like I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they can say that as much as maybe they want to. Um, save for Lamarillo. Uh, yeah, I imagine they, they just have to say that. I, I would bet money, and if we were any good at this podcasting thing, we would have known this before we started the show. But I would bet money that it says the same thing in the handbook for the Nassau Coliseum. And we didn't did somebody anyway. say there wasn't tailgating going to happen uh, last season when when uh, probably when games came back. I'm probably I'm sure, I feel like that's a thing. It's probably a thing. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, you could also take into account because of you know the whole pandemic and everything. So. Maybe that was the reason. Maybe it wasn't because it was a, a rule for the, the Coliseum, um, but more because of the state of the world. But point, point being, it still took place. I, exactly. I'm sure. Right. So it's like, okay. <laughs> like, it's, it's in the handbook, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to put money on it that it's still going to happen. Yeah, I think that's, that's safe. <laughs> and you can make that bet at DraftKings. Use that... THPN promo code. Wow, look at you. That's You're on not, a roll tonight. That, I wish it, I wish this is when we, where we put the ad, but it doesn't hurt to put it in early. <laughs> uh, there won't be any bets on this specifically, but if you can, use that THPN promo code for sure. Let's talk about our good friend uh, who we had on the show at the very beginning of the um, uh, fruition of Nassiman Hockey, if you will. I thought uh, about that and I was like, oh, yeah. wow, this is like we're in season three. Like that was so long ago. That was yeah. not even two years ago. I know. Can you believe it? No. Episode 85. I'm, a, I'm incredulous. Some might say. Yeah. I, that's a good word. I, I'm going to hop on that word with you. Yeah, I, I like I like that one. It was uh, it was a word of the day a few few days ago. My <laughs> little calendar on my desk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It is a good word to throw out every once in a while. But continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. Our friend. No, Nick. yeah. So our our good friend, and like we said, you know, if you want to go through the archives of the show and check out our interview with Nick Costa of uh or Costa Costa of Offside Tavern. 
Um, the Islanders just announced a partnership with Offside Tavern, and his bar will now be inside the arena. And God, I I gotta say, I saw you know the news, and it gave me chills for him because, like I said, friend of the show, uh, we've had, we've had contacts with him. You know, we've we've spoken um, both professionally and personally, and you know, I just I felt so many emotions for him when they had to close their doors, right? They were in Manhattan. Um, you know, but the community was relentless and, you know, they had fun with it too. Uh, they meaning offside. Uh, I, it's probably just Nick who runs the offside account, but uh, they had fun with it too. And, you know, quote tweeted UBS arena um, tweets. And uh, there was one from a while ago when they were still, uh, at the beginning of construction where there was a picture taken. It was a, you know, caption. This is going to be an Islanders themed bar. And they quote tweeted it and were like, how many retweets for an offside tavern here? And well, fast forward to today and here we are. And that's exactly what it is. So um, I, I'm just through. I'm, I'm over the moon for, for Nick. I can't believe through that the moon. this is. I, I was gonna over. say through the roof. And I was like, no, I, I think it's over the moon. So I'm over the moon for Nick. Um, you could you could be both. I yeah, through the roof. I I think I have to get through the roof to get over the moon, right? Both. Yeah, you just go, just <laughs> just launching out of your seat. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights, I think. Um, yeah, but totally over the moon it, for Nick. We don't I have can't. any editors, so this is this is great. <laughs> I'm the editor. Just it's me. Raw. Like I said, um, it's just. just <laughs> raw just raw data coming at you <laughs> getting uploaded to the internet uh, what, what better but yeah I, I think it's i think it's awesome that the islanders continue to kind of be I, I think we said this last week they're they're listening they're connected uh to the fans and you know between blue line deli offside tavern i gotta get one of those offside tavern shirts yeah me too i, I got i had got i gotta figure that. it out um that might be a lot of fans' only connection to the fishermen in real time. That's not like a remake of something. Yeah, it's probably a good um, which is which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'm very I I ditto everything that you said. Um, happy for him. <laughs> I, th I think that's uh, other than the through the moon part. Uh, I, I yeah, it's 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 really cool to kind of see that comeback story for him. Yeah, um, reflective of. The franchise, if you will. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's obviously just a good story. Super cool story. Uh, more partnerships. Uh, and and that is the, the next one is with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. You know, this was a, an interesting one when it came across uh, my email and I, and I saw that and I was like, oh, that's an interesting partnership that they're going to be uh, uh, having. But, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal's big chicken is going to make their New York Metro debut at UBS Arena on November 11th. Um, so that's cool. I mean, I think they're going to make a sandwich with uh, Blue Line Deli. If I'm not that's, mistaken. Is that in the release? Yeah. yeah. I do. I hope Shaq comes to an Islander game. Or TNT. The next time TNT. Uh, I'm, I'm, all right, sorry. This is where editing would work great. Um, calling all video editors or audio editors. <laughs> um, 
are the Islanders on TNT? And is that game at home? Because I would be willing to bet Shaq shows up for that. That'd be pretty like cool. Like Charles honestly. Barkley style. He I shows up. That. I, I He's gotta. That. that 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 makes too much sense. <laughs> that's that's fantastic marketing. Yeah, that would be living. cool. Uh, but the the release does say it says O'Neill will be uh, joined by representatives from UBS Arena, Delaware North, and uh, the arena's food service provider, uh, and Huntington, New York based Blue Line Deli and Bagels, which collaborated with Big Chicken on a specialty sandwich for the arena. So that's really cool. More cool things happening at UBS Arena. We haven't even gotten there yet. <laughs> it's not even open. <laughs> it's not even open. We're all. Really excited. By by March twenty seventh, Tampa Bay at New York Islanders, NHL and TNT. Uh willing to willing to bet checks in the building. I hope so. If not sooner, but that one makes that one, whole heck yeah, of a that lot one of makes sense. sense. Yeah. Definitely. Uh and speaking of UBS Arena, we are just ten nights away from the doors opening for a hockey game. At UBS Arena, that is just—it's been such a long time coming now. Like for for a, a while, I'm like, oh yeah, the arena is going to open. You know, in a, in a while, it's going to be in a while. It's going to be in a while. It's all I kept saying. That's eh, going to be a while. Now it's like, well, no, it's next week. I'm—I think I've said this before, and as much as I'm going to miss their former home, yeah. I am very happy. It's it's fine between Barclay and this thing and. I'm happy for it to just be over. Yeah. To move on, to create new memories. I'm not going to stop watching old videos and get nostalgic or whatever, but it's very nice to be able to kind of create some new memories. Um, I am planning to go. I don't know what your plans are. (laughs) I want to go in December just because that's the next time I'm around. Yeah. Um, On the 23rd against the Caps. Okay. Thursday the twenty third, so maybe NHP. We'll have to we'll hook up with Mikey. Maybe we'll do uh, a meetup or something. Yeah, at the in the arena at Offside Tavern. Look at this. There are so many possibilities. The there there are endless. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm excited to go to the new arena. I, yeah. I kind of I'm excited to see the live hockey again. Yeah, in general, true. I think that I think that'll be really fun. How long has um, it been for you? Uh, that's a really great question. I feel like I was at a crunch game. This is 2020. I don't think I I went to a game earlier in that year. Ah, all right, my last game, <laughs> my last Islander game, probably last live hockey game, was in Dallas. The Islanders were playing in Dallas in December 2019. That's wow. Probably, that's probably so it would be almost two years to the day. December 23rd would be pretty close. I think I went in mid-December, whatever wow. that game was. You can we can look up the schedule from 1920 season. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my last game. Wow. Yeah, I'm uh looking forward to you getting back into the action. Uh because that'll that'll be a long time coming for you, pal. Yeah, and when when was yours? Uh game six against the Bruins. Last You're season. So lucky. Yeah, I was there. 
it's like when I think about like, oh, where should I live one day and this and that. I'm like, I really want to go to more Islander games. Huh. Makes me want to move uh, <laughs> move back south there for a, for a second. Yeah. Um, and then I think about traffic um, for a moment, and it's terrible. <laughs> Just and then it all goes away, and it, it all. Seem it all I'm like, I really love the Islanders, <laughs> but I also love my blood pressure not just shooting through the roof. <laughs> All the time, because everywhere that yeah. I go, I uh, don't need nope, don't need that. That's no good. <laughs> so, yeah, I do want. Yeah. I think uh, planning some kind of Toronto trip in January uh, to see the Islanders there. We'll go make sure I see them in Buffalo at some point as well. So Very I get cool. my fix one way or another. My Isles yeah. fix, if you will. If you will, that'd be a great newsletter name. Look at all these plugs. That you got going on tonight. I feel oh, okay. Really? I feel uh, it was the soup. I think it's the soup I had. What kind dinner. of soup do you have? Tortilla soup. Sounds Nailed cool. it. Sounds good. Nailed it. I uh, found this good recipe. I want to add potatoes to it next time. I will not be able to make that on a Tuesday or I will not be awake. I will fall right asleep <laughs> if I do that. That would be way too heavy. Um, but yeah, tortilla soup. That's my jam. Before we talk about hockey, uh, it's no shave November for you. Twelve months a year. How's my uh, stash coming though? Not you bad, know, right? I come on. You you have the right face shape for a mustache. Get out of here. It's not. I, I think a lot of people do it. I think a lot of people can pull off a mustache. Beards are. Uh, I'm. I think I'm just a snob about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have a good face. You have a good face shape for just the mustache. I think you should wow. shave the beard, like clean clean it up completely, and just leave and just leave the mustache. My wife will kill me. She hates it. <laughs> but uh, I told yeah. her, I said, I don't care. It's staying on for the month of November to raise awareness. Do you have an account? Did you make a November account? I did. Plug away. What's your What's the um What's the donation link? Uh, I oh, I have to look it up. I'll I'll post it on Twitter. Okay, because I yeah, did we'll, that. We'll do that. Jeez, I did it like nine years ago. I was in graduate school. This is before mustaches became cool again. Yeah, where it was like things going on. So I was just like twenty two, with a mustache in a university office, and it was just <laughs> going in there. I was like, what? What happened to your face? <laughs> what the hell? And it, my beard wasn't. I didn't keep a long beard at that time, so it was like mostly stubble. And then all of a sudden it was just mustache, and people were yeah. like, Ooh, you go go back to your van. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh man. Uh, but I did raise a few hundred dollars. I recruited a bunch of people, um, a bunch of friends to to kind of get on board to raise some money nice. for that. And it was it was fun. Everyone needs everyone has a mustache period in their life. Um you go back to in these photos and say, What the hell? What was that? <laughs> I told I told my wife I want to grow it longer and then you know get the wax and and, and twirl oh, it. Oh, see, uh, I don't you know could do that. See it on the, oh yeah, I don't. I'm going the wrong way because I this camera's the other way. But <laughs> yeah, we can. Uh, we you can should get that, that wax and start twirling it. Looking for a sponsor for a mustache sponsor. <laughs> uh, I do. I do have stuff. I don't like putting it. If you have to put a lot on, and it just makes me feel like I just rubbed a slice of pizza on my face <laughs> like there's so much oil on my face that george bush is going to start a war over it 
Oh my god! Like I just I hate that. <laughs> I stole that joke, by the way. Oh, it's uh, I, I, yeah, I saw I've it on that before. I, 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 it's funny as hell. I don't give. I don't care. It is at all. quite funny. Um, but yeah, I don't like doing it. It makes me feel like I need to wash my face immediately. Yeah, no. Um, I don't so I have I use an oil and like other stuff, but I don't the the waxy situation just makes me feel like I need to shower. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could uh, definitely understand that. It's like it's like when I get a new tattoo, I hate the process where I have to leave the aquifer on it because then I, I can't put my arm down anywhere I feel. That's like a... that's true. I use A and D on mine. Yeah, same thing. Kind of. I, I, I don't know the difference. I can't. Yes. Whatever yeah. they tell you. One one tattoo artist told me to do that, and now it's gospel. Oh, of I course. Will, yeah. I will never change it. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I don't care what anyone tells me about dry healing or what. I, I, everyone does something different. Yeah. Um, leaves it on for this minute. This month. I, I don't. They all look the same after I've, I've treated them all pretty much the same. They look OK. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to think my method that like same as you was told once and now it's gospel. Um, I work schedule something. Well. I need. To I have. I, I just got one canceled on me because my artist is going away. Selfish. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she's going to Salem. So, uh, tattoo to artist going to Salem month. is is tracks uh, That's, too well. That sounds new, right? Who does that? Every tattoo. I think they have to do that. <laughs> I think right. It's part of their initiation. After October, between October 1st and December 1st, they have to go to Salem. <laughs> Oh God! All right, what are we talking about? Twenty minutes in, let's talk about some hockey. How about that? <laughs> sure. I think people <laughs> want to hear just like good conversation. I've noticed that about other shows where I'm like, they're they're chatting, and yeah, I want to hear about. No, of course, I think that's important. But they're like, they're they're friends. They're like they're having a conversation. I think that's uh, just as just as important to the show. No, yeah, I'm not. But I'm not, I'm not uh, telling you, hey, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, but yeah, we do have a show to get to. You just sent me that in the private chat, so that's <laughs> yeah. Right, go, uh, you would hear my keyboard. I know. Jesus yeah. So don't uh, don't try to put me out there like that. Huh? All right, we, but we. I mean, we do have plenty of Islanders. Yeah. That, uh, uh, b- finally, a busy week. I should say, tail end of a week, right? Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday. just nothing for like 11 days and then it's like oh yeah there's uh three games in four nights How, how's that and then another four days off yeah why don't we real just, quick why don't though, we do that? before we get into uh the recaps uh we're 10 games in now doesn't seem like it feels like we played maybe two but it's 10 um i gotta ask which one islander to this point has impressed you the most thus far save sorokin okay well because I think that's everybody's answer. And if I asked you who impressed you the least, I think we'd all say Charles. So I'll save that for, you know, maybe the end of the year. But save Sorokin, who's been the most impressive to you? That's a really good. A really good question. Um, I'm chock full of them. Do you have an answer? I have. Yes. An answer for me. I, I want to hear your your answer as like mull it over. It's like some it's asking somebody to order first. <laughs> but then you then you order the same thing and you feel like you copied them. Yeah. 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 So no, I, I, I feel you. Um if I had to pick just one islander, I'm going with Wallstrom all the way. Um, I could have guessed that. That was a 
You know what? I was torn. <laughs> I really was. I was really torn because despite not having any point or any goals and, and a couple of points, Zach Parise has really impressed me too. And I really wanted to say Parise. But as a second year pro who hasn't yet played a full season, Wallstrom is playing like a guy who's been there, done that before. And I didn't think his shot could get better. And it is, you know, he's, he's scoring some goals that I'm like, I'm not, I'm not just like, Oh, you know, that was, you know, okay. He got a piece of that. Like, no, Wallstrom is scoring with authority and he's not just good in his own end. Uh, He's doing it in all three zones. So, I, he's just been very impressive to me. If I wasn't going to say Walsham, I was going to say um, Parise. Parise has been fantastic. I know he hasn't scored any goals, but the chances have been there. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later too. But yeah, those those are my picks. I, I Only one though for me, it's Wallstrom. I think that's a good, that's a good pick. I mean, and in, in he's your guy. I think that's and been, you know what? been clear because for a while. He, you had high expectations for him. Yes. He's meeting them. Um, I, and I think. I mean, it's what's it, what's he at? at a, he's at a 40 goal pace. 41 now? goal pace. Four, and 41 goals. The I, thing for me is, you know, Trotz in preseason said like, oh, he's this camp's been OK. He could be better. And he was like, OK, yeah, no, no problem. Got it. Yeah. I Yeah. And I he's definitely up there for me. Um, he and he. When I wrote uh, in the preseason, when I wrote the th- you know three players that I thought the Islanders needed to, three Islander players that I thought were key this season, that weren't your regular the stars, the ones we're expecting. Walsham was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, my pick though was somebody else on my list. I know where this Anthony, is going. Anthony Bavilia. Yeah. Um, that's a good pick. I think, and the last few games, he's had the wheels going, and I really you that know, was like classic Bavillier. Yeah, I I really like that you said that too because, um, you know, I was live tweeting the game and and I had made a comment on you know Bavillier making a good play, and uh, somebody had said to me, you know, that was very similar to somebody else that's been skating around on the ice, uh, you know, basically circles around everyone. I was like, yeah. Bavillier, has got a little bit of Barzell in him. He's he's Barzell esque. So well, you you learn and you watch and yeah. you see what works. And they don't. I mean, they're very different skating styles. And I I don't have the the professional acumen to describe the the difference between them. But um, just on the eye test, that you know, different skating styles. But what what Bavillier's learned is to use some of that open space from Barzell and and the kind of the twisting and the turning. Um, Something that I was taught, like I was never a uh, technical stick handler. I, I I'm not one of those like phone booth guys that can get out of everything, right. but I was get out of traffic, find your way in the offensive zone, kind of the the type twists and turns. So I can respect that from somebody that kind of made uh, when I played something that just something that I was very good at, uh, or I thought I was very good at anyway. But it's he's somebody seven points in ten games. Yep. Lately has picked it up. He needs to be that secondary scoring for the Islanders. No, the other guys have picked it up. You have Wallstrom now there in that area. Palmieri's, uh, Palmieri's a little slow this season. Uh, Peugeot's a little slow this season. Bailey and the goal scoring department, uh, not where we really want him to be. So Bavillier kind of stepping up into that role 
and Nelson as of late. Um, I think the seven goals in 10 games is a little bloated considering four of them came in one game, but someone's got to score. You, you got, you know, it comes in bunches and hopefully it kind of creates some momentum for him. Uh, but yeah, Bovillier for me, he was in somebody important. He's somebody I'm keeping an eye on because but Barzell's going to score goals. He's going to yeah. get points. Walsham's going to do the same thing. Anders Lee of late four goals in uh, or three goals in the last three games, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, or I guess since the last podcast, he's had three goals, which is amazing. Something to that effect. Yeah. Those guys are going to score. You need them to score. But in the playoffs, when it's tight, when when it is a tight game, that's when you need Bavillier. He scored a power play goal recently. Um, yeah, that's that's my guy. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great pick. So uh, Wallstrom and Bavillier, and that, and that's great news for the Islanders that those are the most impressive thus far because, like you said, you know your usuals, Lee Barzell, they're going to do their thing. But the supporting cast is really where, you know, good teams become great teams. So this is uh, good news moving forward for the Islanders at this point. Um, now let's let's talk about the week that was. Um, Montreal, Winnipeg, and Minnesota. Islanders went two, uh, two and one this, uh, in that three game span. And well, let's start with Montreal, a six two victory. Uh, another great performance for Ilya Sorokin. Um, they really did what a top team in this league should do against a team who's a bottom dweller. And as weird as that is to say about the Canadians who were in the Stanley Cup final last season, uh, that's just what they are right now. They're they're not clicking. Uh, they're missing a lot of key players. Uh, you know, it's nice to see Carey Price is coming back, and he spoke out about um, you know, what he was going through a little bit, which is great to see. You know, yes, uh, please go read up. that. Absolutely. Um. You know, but they're getting him back, which, you know, hopefully that helps them moving forward. Um, but again, you know, at the time when they played the, the Canadians, they're a bottom dweller. And you want to see the Islanders manhandle them, which they did for 55 minutes, I'll say. The last two, you know, last five minutes, let their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, they scored two goals and, you know, Sorokin should have had another shutout. And Trotz has said as much. He said, he "I, did. you know, that won't be happening again." He was trying to yeah. get some guys some power play time, um, yeah. and and things like that. The shorthanded goal, not a great look. Um, and he said that will not be happening again. He's gonna right. keep Actually, it, you know, put it on himself. I, I think as a coach, um, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. You have to take credit for things on both ends that you're not responsible for. Whether you're responsible for it or not, you have to take. Gets to take ownership of it, right? So all the good stuff he gets to take ownership of. He's a genius. The bad stuff too, even if it's not his fault, he's yeah. gotta. He has to own it. Um, the, right. I think the players do that too. I think there's accountability, um, on and behind the bench for the Islanders, and that's he's leading by example. This is he made the mistake. Although the players should know they're on a power play, and you know take care of business and and not be lackadaisical, uh, as an old coach used to say. But yeah, I think overall that was closer to Islander hockey and that, you know, they're kind of slowly building momentum as they as they go this season, as hard as it is with all this time off and something else that Trotz had said that just something to keep that energy up. You're going to have these mental lapses. They really showed in that game and the next game that they they were, you know, keeping it, uh, keeping it together. They were they were focused yeah. despite all of that. 
Um, as we said last week, it wasn't the the road trip itself wasn't so much of the problem as much as it was keeping focus uh, yeah. during the during their time off. So I liked what I saw out of that game. Nothing, nothing surprised me. They're they're a good team. That's yeah. the Nelson uh, four goal game. Yes, it is. So it was good to see him break out. It's November. Um, it's November. It's <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, Neltober. Oh man, did you see No, November. Did you see um Yes Men Outfitters? Oh, Brock Rockbuster. Yeah, that's really cool. Jesus. <laughs> that Leave it to the pros, kids. Uh we were trying to come up with trying to be funny, but uh he he knows what he's doing over there. So yeah. leave leave it to him, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's I think that's good. Um he had a slower October than normal. Yeah. And they didn't play a ton of games. They are like between one and four games behind everybody as far as games played in the division, which is really good because if we feel like they're having a slow start through 13 games, other teams have played 15, 16, 17 games by then. Yeah. So they have games some in hand with a bunch of home games towards the end of the season is a great thing to have and a break, which yeah. they seem to do well on the other side of, you know, after February. Yep. So I think I think that's good. Um. Yes, Canadians. That that was a that was a fairly complete game. With, I guess we can call it a coaching lapse. Although I, I I'd put some of that or most of it on the players. It, you're on the power play. Don't don't screw around. Don't find out. Well, it wasn't your usual power play unit. Yeah, but it's you're still a hockey player, and you know it's a power play. Fair point. And most of them a professional hockey player. <laughs> most of them, save for Chara are on the power play regularly. That line yeah. was just not a power play line. It was a regular line. Right. It was still the second line. Right. <laughs> They're all on a power play unit, just not together. That yeah. doesn't no, mean you're anything. you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Four out of five guys on the ice, because Char's partner is Pulak now. So yep. Four out of five guys are power play guys. I don't want to hear that shit. Do what you got to do out there. You know what's going on. <laughs> you're that as you know. Another thing my coaches used to say, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of players remember hearing this. They hot dogged it out there. They were up quite a bit, and they were hot dogging it. <laughs> they hot dogged it. I like that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I know what it looks like. I don't know what. I don't know how to describe that to not hockey people. Um, it's lacks of days ago. They 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 just kind of they were out. It was uh, and my mom used to call when I didn't have a good game. She's like, "You were figure skating out there. You were just you were there for a skate." You didn't. You didn't want. You weren't hungry for the puck. You weren't doing anything. That's what that power play looked like. They were Go just. Home. They were. They were just out there for. Oh, I. They were. They were. I don't say hard on me, but yeah, they were like. They didn't have a good game. They were like, yeah, that wasn't good. Man, my <laughs> grandpa let me have it. You expect um, to make the bros like that, kid? <laughs> no, he's like. I mean, this is a guy that grew up playing baseball and football, so he doesn't know the, the first thing. He used to. He used to call Rick DiPietro DiPietri. Which was just <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever. My brother and I still. There's a bunch of things he just make, didn't say correctly. Um, that was one of them. That's the Islanders one. The Petri forever with the Petri. Yeah, it's so. It's it's brilliant. It's it's very funny. I hope he did it on purpose. Yeah. I'll never I'll never know, but I hope he did it on purpose. But yes, they were hot dogging it. Yeah. Well, moving to Saturday, uh, hot dogs no more. 2 nothing shutout for Ilya Sorokin once again 
his ninth straight start. Nine straight starts for this for this guy. Uh, and he he put up another goose egg. Uh, 26 save performance. Listen, he didn't have a ton of action in front of him. He, he made the saves he had to make, but he also made the saves that he shouldn't have made. So, um, you know, really good night for him once again. <sighs> there's there's this buzz going around. Like, is he the starter now? Is Varlamov the backup? We'll, we'll talk about Sorokin in a little while, but that's that's a very hard question to answer right now. Yeah, Back so- to... Go ahead. go ahead. No, you, you no, go. In the, you know, in the in the Jets game, just as as you said, he didn't get a ton of action. I think the Islanders had like twenty blocks, probably. So I it's could, not like yeah. they didn't. The Jets didn't have attempts. Um, that was and and last week I think you asked about a certain game and it was the best of the Islanders season. I was like, I guess so far, but that's not what I think of when I see Islander hockey. It nineteen was the blocks, best. by the way. You were right. Yeah, nineteen blocks. Um. I remember a Trotz quote where he said 19 or 20. So I couldn't remember if I didn't bother to fact check the guy because I figured he was right. Um, But this game, that that game against the Jets was eye under hockey to a T. That was what you want to see. You load load 20 shots on net against. They did what they had to do offensively. Two goals. Um, They locked it down. They looked good. They looked confident. Um, that's that's what you want to see. Didn't no faltering in their game, not too many mistakes that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, north south, nothing nothing too fancy. The right guys were going. Lee gets another one. Um, yeah, or he that he got his second of the season or something uh, in that game. Yeah, uh, and then then he got he had one the following night in uh, in Minnesota as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think, and you know, it showed like, you know, Kyle Connor was on a tear yeah, to start the season. He's like 15 points in 10 games or something crazy like that, or maybe more. Um, so to shut him down just completely, no one really got a good look. There was, there was not a lot of action, but they, they had a lot of puck possession. The jets, everything's to the outside. Um, heard Butch say that a number of times in the, on the broadcast. A lot of a lot of puck possession, no shots to the net. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, going it was it was a true Islander game. It was uh, you know, they stuck to the system, the the Baratrot system, and you know they they worked the uh, the Jets. They frustrated the Jets, I should say. Uh, Kyle Connor, especially. I mean, man, Kyle. It's not to say that they didn't get chances because they did, and Kyle Connor must have been seeing Ilias Roken in his nightmares because he was just. It, it was a brick wall. There was there was no getting by him that night. And, there, you know, I think Connor himself had at least three or four shots. So and, and two of them were like, I don't know, any other goaltender that that was probably a goal. But uh, yeah, Sorokin was just fantastic. The thing I liked most about this game, aside from, you know, Sorokin's performance was uh, the quick start. You know, they scored three minutes in, mm-hmm. held that lead. And then they, you know, slammed the door shut quickly uh, at the start of the third period. Uh, another Brock Nelson goal. Uh, he was sprung for, I think it was a two-on-one, opted to shoot, and uh, beat Comrie clean. So, and yeah, Comrie's they, been good this season. He has, and he yeah. was great in that game. That was, yeah, no, he was really was good. good. I thought there was a lot of attempts, um, and both goalies had to be good. The shots that got through were very, I think, you know, I wouldn't say high danger. I might have, I don't know all the, I didn't look it up, and it was what I'm saying. Um, but that was a goalie duel. 
I thought that was I thought both goalies are really good. I was afraid of the Jets just popping in too, and then it just being just being a tough game to watch from there, you know, like yeah. a nail biter. Um that was a oh. good I thought that was a really good game from from that perspective alone. But um as it went on, I felt really confident. Like you said, that was yeah. a very good just Islander game. Remember when the stigma was, oh, when Sorokin's in net, the team doesn't play well in front of him, they're not confident. It's like how how could that that can't be now. It's not a thing. Um, you know, he just gives them the best chance to win every single night. And that's nothing I mean, against when, Varlamov. He was just the only chance. To, they didn't see a lick of Schneider. So when at that time, you know, Varlamov wasn't healthy. Yeah. I mean, when you're forced to play in front of somebody, you learn pretty quick. And it's not like he didn't play. He right. won a playoff series to them last year. He played 20 games. 21 games last year in the regular season. They know this guy. Um, the team as a whole started poorly. They got better in front of him. He got better as it went on. Frankly, buoyed them and now and then catapulted them forward. Right. So now they're playing confident. Um, they can ease Varlamov back in um, to move on to the wild game. I didn't think I thought the first period and the second period were okay for the Islanders. So the wheel, like the wheels just kind of came off in the third. Um, I don't know that any, would you, do you think there are any goals that were his fault in particular? Because two of them were empty nets. So it was just the one. Correct. Uh, yeah. The third goal, the the goal that gave the wild the lead. He's going to want that one back. Um, you know, it was just a clean shot that beat him. I guess he didn't see it. Maybe it was, uh, you know, uh, a skate got in front of it and he didn't see the, the release and he just couldn't track it. But, uh, you know, there, it, I, I didn't, it didn't appear to me like anybody was standing in front of him. It seemed like it was a pretty standard shot that probably should have just been gloved down. So, uh, but listen, it was his first game of the year. Um, you know, Islanders lose 5 2. We know that. It's probably a game that should have had two points, and it's not on Varlamov. It's not his fault. The Islanders didn't do him any favors. You know, he had a 14-save first period in his first game back. So yeah, he did look he did look good. I didn't. Yeah. I was not. Um, I was not phased at the score going in going into the you know nearing the halfway point of the game and moving forward. I I, no. I did feel pretty good because Minnesota didn't look great. There's nothing yeah. about them. I mean, Kaprizov looks awesome with the puck all the time, but no one else really is that you know impressive. Just just looking at them, I don't know you know game scores or Corsi or anything like that as far as just whatever. But no one looked particularly dangerous. So right. like, it's definitely something the Islanders can kind of. They need to, you know, I think they have short memories. They ha they have to. There's too much time to dwell on games between their games at this point. Um, it'll get easier in the next few weeks as things pick up. It'll they can just kind of forget. They can take what what take what's good and and leave behind the rest. Uh, what did what did Pantorno say? Burn the tape. Yeah. Um, sometimes you got to do that. You know, I don't think you burn the entire tape for that because I think there's a lot of good stuff. Sure. You're also on the back end of you know the back end of a back to back. Varlamov's first game. Too many good excuses. Yeah. I don't I mean, like listen, Minnesota was too, though. Minnesota was too. You know, save for the goaltender part. Um, 
but the Islanders have also not played a lot of games. There's three yeah. and four nights. Like, yeah, I, like I said, I don't like feeling like I'm making up excuses for them. No, nah, yeah, you, you know this that. is coming, but yeah, you know it lines up, and you could take it into consideration at the very least. I mean, you you felt that you know turn of the tide happening in the third period when I think the Islanders were outshot like sixteen to three. There so, are those spells, and it's, yeah. I know that it's a thing that happens to the Islanders, right? Yeah, they have to. Like, I, and I know that's the. I don't think the that style. that was the. I don't think that was the game that Trot said that they lacked the killer instinct, slamming the door shut. I think that was a different game. It might, might have been against Nashville, but same goes for this game, right? They had the two-one lead in the uh, going into the third period, uh, and. Ultimately, they just lost it. You know, they they fell apart. They didn't keep their legs moving. They didn't control the puck. They didn't control the game. So, you know, Hartman scores that game tying goal, and then suddenly, you know, two minutes later, it, on the on the nose, uh, Duhane puts them in the lead. You know, and, and then you have the empty net goals, which is it is what it is. But yeah, it's just you know they like Trot said they they lack that killer instinct, the ability to shut the door, which they had in Winnipeg the night before. Yeah, I mean some of that is just going to be getting the reps, getting it all figured out when sure. you're when you're playing a, you know a little more often. But I mean they actually have 10. to do it. It's not like you know yeah. like right. I'm not worried they, about they, it. Right, I'm not I'm not worried about it. They they are getting there, and I assume that they'll. Get it all figured out in, in fairly short order. Here. Hey everyone, we just want to take a quick break to talk to you about our sponsors over at DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one timer or a deflection. However, they light the lamp. You win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NHP is also brought to you by Manscaped. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders in the below-the-waist grooming? Not to mention it includes their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws. Gift yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off and free shipping with code NHP20 by going to manscaped.com. You think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Listen to this. 
Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the 400K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave, plus it's waterproof. For the gifters out there, Manscaped seals the deal with two free gifts from in their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. Get 20% off and free shipping with code NHP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code NHP20 at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. I would love to say it was a busier week this week, uh, but it's now Tuesday night and you'll you'll be hearing this on Wednesday. Still no games. Uh, you know They play the Devils on Thursday. They'll be off for another three nights until... Next week, well, when they'll play the Tampa Bay Lightning on Monday and the Florida Panthers on Tuesday, and three days off, and the moment we've all been waiting for on Saturday when the Islanders take on the Flames at UBS Arena. Are you um, going? That Do is I... the schedule ahead. I will be there. Um, there is a little bit. <laughs> I will be there. Uh, whether it's as as media under the fourth period or sitting next to our good friend Joe Buono, I will be there. Um, yeah, so that's the week that was. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ilya Sorokin before we move on. Um, like we said earlier, he's just been fantastic in every form of that word. Uh, 5-2-0, 1.98. Goals against average, 0.939 save percentage, three shutouts. And I thought that was going to lead the league uh, when he got his third. And I, when I looked at the stat, I was surprised to see it. Markstrom actually had three as well. And then, of course, you know, two hours later, he got his fourth. So he, he was tied for the lead in shutouts uh, in, in the NHL for a, a few hours. And then Markstrom said, I'm going to take that back. Um, it was against the Rangers. So. Good, good for nothing uh, as usual, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, Ilya Sorokin era is just been—it's just been fun. I love the nickname that was coined. I think uh, Christian Arnold started it, if I'm not mistaken. Thrillia, um, Thrillia. I love that. That's, oh, that was yes, that was really Christian Arnold. One. New York Hockey Now, Hockey yeah. Night, New York. Yeah, um, absolutely love that. In, in it's very fitting. That. It's very yeah. fitting. It's like every time he he just makes Sorokin makes so many saves that you just you're like how how did that not go in? And it's funny because I remember talking about when Sorokin came over. You and I were were doing I don't know probably like episode ten, and uh, <laughs> we're literally ninety episodes later. Yeah, um, and we were talking about like all these highlight real saves that he makes, and they're like you know there's bound to be regression. Coming over from the KHL to the NHL, I'm sure it's not going to be like that, but he'll still be he'll be a good starter, right? Yeah, I think so. No, he's doing everything. It's just nothing's changed. He's he's just. He, I think he's a robot. He might be a robot. It's insane. He's he's a lot, and I just I just wrote a piece on why uh, you know Sorokin is as the team's MVP, kind of early in the season here. Yeah, uh, and I don't think there's going to be any argument about that. But what what I wrote in there was that it's he's a lot more flamboyant as a goalie in his style than Varlamov, but he do, doesn't make him any less steady. 
He's focused. Yeah. He just has a he has a different style than what we were used to in in some of the goalies over the last few years, especially under Trotz and Corn and Greco. Right. Um, his movements are are a little more exaggerated. Um, I think I've mentioned before. I wonder how the goaltending coaches feel about that, but they seem to have honed it, and it's no worse for wear. He's figuring it out. Um. So yeah, I, th- I think he's he's doing fine. Um, he should have five shutouts. Um, yeah, and should. to to think that the Islanders, in all, you know, just like looking at the numbers, they've won five and they lost five. The fact that he has the numbers that he has is amazing. In at five and five and five, more or less. Yeah, I understand they get points out of it, but at, at five it's... and five, that those are those are incredible numbers. Uh, the shutouts help, right? Yeah, it helps when thirty percent of your games are are zero goals. Um, yeah. Everything, yeah. everything looks really good, right? That boosts some stuff. But yeah, even in even in the games that they've lost, it's not like it's been terrible. Like I don't, I don't think. Uh, Save the two, the first two games of the season where they gave up like eleven goals in total. Right. I mean, even Varlamov's numbers, his save percentage is nine nineteen. Right in, in the game, right? He, he saved. He saved thirty-four out of thirty-seven. Um, your goaltender makes over thirty saves. You, you got to find a way to win that game. Yeah, no, that's not. Totally. That's not he made that's, thirty-four that's, saves. Yeah, that's not like. Should are are they capable of making close to forty saves? Absolutely, they're both more than capable. They've done it on multiple occasions. I feel like we've both wrote about it. It's both been you know, Probably, multiple yeah. people have written about it. Yeah, you, you got at that point. You got to help your goalies. You know what? How many shots did they block in the wild game? If it if it was a lot lower, you know, that's still not acceptable. You know, the goaltender still got to do. But you know, in that game, it was it was uh-huh. 18. 18. Okay, that means they were letting a lot more attempts through. Yeah, that's, yeah, because they had thirty nine shots. Yeah, that's um, that's considerably more shots through to the net and attempts in general. Um, which is maybe that kind of a back-to-back again. That's just a good excuse. I don't really know if that's the truth or or whatever. I don't know that anyone would maybe argue either way because it's it's hard to tell with this team. But yeah, they got to play a little bit better in front of Varlamov, it seems. But like I said, too many good excuses. Yeah, no, I, I uh, I'm with you on that. Um. Let's get into talking about what's gone well and what hasn't gone well with the Islanders on offense uh, to this point. I guess you could copy and paste what we said about Sorokin in in the good category um, just now. Um, any Anything that comes to mind for you as far as what's been good? Like we said, kind of off the top here, I, I like how Bavillier's played. I like Nelson's kind of breakout. Obviously, Wallstrom. Um, Lee looks fine. He he's kind of coming coming into his own there. Um, no worse for wear from from the injury. He's kind of found his way the last few games when the teams needed it. Um, Barzell looks great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I that, those that's the the broad strokes there. Yeah. Um, power play needs to be find a way to be consistent. 
but when they are moving the puck and they are what, getting it to the net, it looks yeah. really good. It looks good. It doesn't look like the same old power play. No. And that was going to be my point. The power play it, looks real good. It does. I think it needs to find a, you know, keep kind of finding its way. What's the percentage right now? What's their, what are they? At? I think it's something like 18%. It's nothing crazy. So they, I, like I said, you know, it's in games they've scored two, which is like amazing. Um, both units scored one a, a few games ago. I think we mentioned that last week. So that may have been against Nashville or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they need to find a way to kind of make that. You know, they're the difference in their games, you know, to kind of highlight the whole thing is usually one goal. Right. So yeah. it's, they need those are the kind of moments. I'm not saying you're going to score a power play goal every single game to ensure you're going to win, but you got to find a way especially early in a game on a power play to capitalize on that. They have enough firepower. Yeah, no, I agree. They have the ability. So, and the skill, like they, they have to find a way um, to, to do that. You're going to get three, four chances a game. You, every once in a, like more than every once in a while, you have to, you know, one for five, you have to make that a thing. It should be almost clockwork. Yeah, no, don't I don't disagree with you at all. Um, the other good thing that I think is going for the Islanders on offense is the fast starts that we mentioned earlier, uh, like the one against Winnipeg. Eight games this season out of ten that they've scored the first goal. So I, I think that's huge. Playing with a lead, um, it was like fifty fifty for them. You know, they they were the team where if they found themselves behind, it didn't put them in panic mode. You know, they stayed the course and, and they fought their way back most of the time. Um, but now, you know, we're seeing 80% of games they're they're playing with a lead. Um, and that's only going to benefit them in the long run, right? You know, playing with the lead, the statistics are, are plenty higher for uh, who's going to uh, win the game. You don't need to point. break the so, mold. They, yeah. Like, you don't need to be the team that comes back all the time. Like, that doesn't – that's only impressive when you need it to be. Don't make it a habit. Yeah. So yeah, play from ahead, get that confidence boost. It gets when you're playing at home, all those home games, it'll be great scoring first. You'll get all that momentum from the crowd. Uh, but yeah, definitely make that a habit. And it makes you know that you can score goals uh, when you are behind because they know how they can play. And this has been largely the same team um, that played that way. So now they have both uh, both weapons. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's been it's been good for them on offense. Uh, regarding the power play and, and the early starts and, um, you know, the stroke of the brush players that we mentioned earlier, Barzell, Lee, um, and now you have Wallstrom added to that mix. Pavilion has been really good. Um, but what's been bad to you? I, I see what you mentioned here. I want you to get that thought out because uh, I do want to talk about that a little bit. Bailey, Palmieri, Parise, no goals. Parise is playing really well. I know you have a whole thing on that, so I won't spill the beans. <laughs> but the three of them, they, they need to find a way to... Palmieri was sniffing this the last three games. He's real close. Got stoned a couple times. Um, he's, he's getting in tight. He's finding his way to those areas with a puck. I think he's on the cusp. He really just needs one off his ass, off his head, off whatever... Uh, the toe of a skate, the toe of a stick. I don't care. 
He needs to just get one. one dirty goal. Just break the dam. Get that confidence. That's it. After the first one, it's you're 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 it's a whole different evening. Yeah. But it's that he he really I I, I think Parise had the same thing. Um, sure. Bailey's been good passing, so I don't think he's I don't think he's playing bad. I think he's finding his way on that first line. Frankly, I think he's helping make that first line. Who knew they needed a, a passer? You thought that was Barzell, but he can. I now, think Barzell now. is leading the team in shots, which is shocking to me because I I would have pegged it to be Wallstrom. That kid is seemingly shooting the puck every chance he gets. But he's, yeah, uh, Barzell is leading the team with 32 shots. Then it's Nelson with 30 and Wallstrom with 27. Yeah. So I think that's good to have Bailey on that first line. He's got good vision. He, he dig he finds the way to get the pucks out. Um, he had a great assist to Lee um, in one of these games. I, I can't remember exactly. Barzell hard on the forecheck. That speed gets that puck. Uh, finds it. I don't think he got an assist on the play, which is interesting. But hard on the forecheck. He made someone make a mistake at the very least. Bailey found that mistake and helped Lee capitalize on it. So yeah. he does have that ability. I don't. I don't want to kind of put him in that bad offensive bin 100%. But he has one goal so far. He's capable of scoring more than that. Um, he is more of an assist man, so I guess that works. Um, but it is a, you know, not as fast of a start as we'd like to see from somebody like that. And you know, in his position, um, well, six points in ten games, it's, it's okay. But um, he, I, you know, I think there's room, especially playing on that top line. But Palmieri, that might be the no, no passes. He might wanna... be the only one of the three where I can't think of an excuse. So I get we're talking about what's been bad on offense here. And yeah, no goals for both Parise and Paul Mary doesn't sound great, right? Through 10 games. But I, I just can't complain about Parise. And, and frankly, I can't complain about Paul Mary either. They've both been just working their asses off every shift. Like Paul Mary is all over the ice when he's on the ice and same goes for Parise. There's been a couple of instances where Parise should have had a goal and it just happened to be that the opposing goaltender just made a really good save. Um, and, and you know, it, it's going to come. And when it does, I, I can't see it not coming in bunches. Like Parise is all over the freaking ice. He is he's the playing hardest. Well working Islander out there hands I, I, down. I can't take that away from him and you're, and you're, I, and you're totally not wrong. And I that, can't say Paul Mary's far behind on that either. Paul oh, Mary is he he's, he's a thorn in, in every team. So he's a Brad Marchand light. I want to say. Uh, I don't know that he, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think he has the same finesse, but it could no, be. Well, that's why he's light. <laughs> He's not, yeah. he doesn't have the finesse, right? The I was just scrolling through through Twitter a couple minutes ago and I saw this ridiculous play that Brad Marchand made where he was just skating circles around people. Paul Mary's not going to do that, but he's a thorn in your side. He works hard and he's in your face and he's going to score goals. I understand that we're talking about right now. He doesn't have any in 10 games, but he will. He's going to get there. Like we said, once the dam breaks, he's going to be fine. And he's playing well. It's not he's like playing he's not well. playing well. I think this is this is purely these guys need to find a way to get points. When you're scoring two goals a game the last two games, you need some other guys to step up. 
you had a huge game from Nelson that that kind of bloats that a little bit against the Canadians. One being an empty net, you you kind of need to start to see up and down the lineup more of that balanced scoring, right? So I'll I can revise this a little bit and I'll say Pajot and Palmieri. Yeah, you okay. like to see Parise do get something right. I think for just his own sake, uh, they get that monkey off his back. But Pajot and Palmieri again not playing poorly their overall game. I think you, I agree more with Pajot. You you just need to. To find a way to 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 score a goal here, Pajol's had his moments. You forget how fast he is. He he, he jumps on pucks. He's winning faceoffs. He's he's teaching Wallstrom that two way game, and we kind of have to remember that. Um, Parise on that line is teaching him that north south kind of hard nosed game, um, and then he's got his own really good instincts as far as shooting the puck. So that's fine, right? Um, that doesn't mean that Pajol doesn't need to score some goals here and right. and, and get start start getting some points. Um, same goes for Palmieri. That second line, if uh, you have two other guys there that are finding a way to score, you you need to you need to get into that mix there. Yeah. Um, he does have five assists, so it's not like he's not doing something. Um, second highest plus minus on the team, so he's he's clearly you know again that that stat's really flawed, but it's indicative of something to to some degree. Right, because Josh Bailey's a minus four. Right, right. So that doesn't exactly make you know. Yeah, that there's, um, for and against right there. Although for you. Adam Pellick being a plus eight just sounds correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole team is under fifty percent Corsi for. Yeah. So it's it's not like they they're are they. According to hockey reference. The team as a whole is under fifty percent. Well, I'm looking. Every single player individually is under fifty percent. So I'd no. Come on, that's not true. Do you want me to screenshot it for you? I could have sworn. Corsi four or Corsi four percent. Corsi four percent. No, that is Fenwick. I... Uh, there's plenty of players above fifty. Corsi, not seeing it. Is that at five on five or in all strengths? Uh, looks like. Well, it looks at uh, even strength. At five on five. Yeah. Okay. Well, even strength, so that could be four on four. Okay. Because it, I, you know, and, and I'll have an article coming out on that soon. Um, but oh yeah, you're right. Look at that. The whole team. Well, it's not like I would just lie to you. Blatantly <laughs> lie to you. On a, you know, you know what it is. I, I wrote a. It, I just wrote the article, so you think I would remember. Um, I wrote an article, and because I asked you if it was at all strengths or um, uh, five on five, at all strengths, uh, it's much different. When you look, uh, the team has Oliver Wallstrom leading the way at 52.71%, Paul Merritt 50.43%, and then you get into your four nines with Barzell, Parise, Lee. Um, so I, I only questioned you because just yesterday I was writing about Oliver Wallstrom at a 52%. And I was like, that sounds different to me. But um, it is because I filtered it to all strengths. And I did make a note of that in the article. It should be coming out uh, tomorrow uh, or, or right now uh, as, you're, as you're listening. Um, all right. Let's talk about the defense. 
what was good, what's gone, what's gone bad. Um, and that's, that's more of the same, right? Uh, but I have to, I have to say Char is trending upwards. He is. I, I agree. Sorry, something popped up on my screen. I got distracted. Yes, <laughs> he is. His last, his last two or three games, his game score has gone up. Um, we mentioned that in the latest uh, Isles Fix newsletter that came out uh, Tuesday morning, the morning that we we're recording this. Um, it, it's trending the right direction. Helps when he gets two assists. Um, his first assist for, with the Islanders in twenty years, which is yeah. an absolutely crazy stat. I don't. Th- I wonder. I didn't see anything. I didn't see. I didn't see it from Eric Hornick. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. I just didn't see it. But I wonder if that's the longest points between. I know like Brendan Shanahan had one like that with the Devils, um, where it was oh. like a really long time between points yeah. with the team. This has to be. This has to be one of the longest ever in between. I didn't. I've... I didn't see it from Eric. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Like I said, but right. Um, but yes, it helps that he had two points in a few games. Um, helps that you're playing with one of the better defenders on the team in Ryan Pulak. Um, he's playing. The minutes are up. It's closer to 20 minutes. Um, Islanders haven't been on the penalty kill a whole lot, which could account for it if it was, but it's it's not necessarily. So I. He's still kind of fumbling the puck a little bit. Um, I think I made a note of that the other night. Like, yeah. very rarely does he just get the puck and it's not fumbling in front of him. And I, I, I don't. The Islanders are very good in transition. They're very good at the opposing team's blue line and keeping pucks in, um, making nice crisp passes, and kind of giving themselves that time. And every time he takes an extra second. It's it it worries me like some something's gonna happen. Yeah. Um I can't remember exactly what led to the shorthanded goal against Montreal, but I know he was on the ice. His stick broke. Stick broke. All right, can't blame him for that, other than for being so tall. <laughs> um speaking of which, by the way, uh the Isles Fix Twitter just tweeted a fantastic photo of uh Chara standing next to Shaquille O'Neal. And believe it or not, Shaquille O'Neal makes Daniel Chara look small. <laughs> he, he makes him look human, like a regular size person. That's insane. That is an insane picture that the caption says, will we get a Shaq and Z reunion on Thursday uh, due to the Shaq Big Chicken and uh, UBS Arena partnership that is going down? So that would be cool. Uh, if they could get another picture like that, maybe side by side. You know, See in that, March that, that game. Now. Yeah, Isles on TNT in March against Tampa. It's doubling down on it. <laughs> that would be uh, some cool stuff from uh, Shaq and Big Z. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. You know, there are definitely times where you know the the puck is near Chara or on Chara's stick, and you know you you. You wince a little bit and you, you get a little worried, but uh, less so uh, re- more recently. So um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about on defense is Noah Dobson. It's it's more of the same from him, and, and 
it doesn't worry me yet because you know we've been saying this for a while now he still has yet to play a full nhl season right we we've discussed that his seasons his two seasons now that he's played is one full season combined um but you know he's still making some if you will rookie mistakes i think i feel like he's been a rookie for friggin' three years now but yeah he's he is he's making the you know those those mistakes of that of a young player and he is a young player he's only 21 so um he shows these really good uh signs of being a a good puck mover um a good on the on the power play at the point um QBing it uh but then there come those little blips where he turns a puck over or whiffs on a pass and you know those little things that happen in his own end uh sometimes become costly um but now that he's back with green, uh, I think that that's better for his development than, you know, obviously when he was with Chara, that just wasn't working. Um, unfortunately, what had to happen was that the Pelican and Pollock tandem had to uh, dismantle. Uh, now Chara plays with Pulak and Pelic plays with Scott Mayfield, um, which stabilized the defense a little bit. But now comes the chatter right the media loves to do it arthur staple loves to do it we love to do it can't lie uh and there is that chatter going around that toronto is gonna have to shed a defenseman um and i don't know if that's something they're looking to actively do now i don't know if that's something lou lamorello lamorello is looking to do now um but the name that keeps floating around out there is Travis Dermott. Um, and the reason why they're making that connection with the Islanders is because when the Jack Eichel trade went down between Vegas and Buffalo, Lou Lamorello, true to his nature, swooped in there and made it about himself <laughs> and traded Johnny Boy Chuck's contract to Buffalo so that they can meet the cap floor. Another genius move by Lou because he now has that $2 million in, in plus in cap space for himself, which accrues over time. And by the time you get to the trade deadline, it equals to something around $10 million. It's very confusing. A lot of people ask questions. Go read Cap Friendly or Puckapedia. It's out there for you. But Lou Lamorello now has that cap space. And if they were to acquire Travis Dermott, he would actually fit within that $2 million of cap space. And seeing as how the Maple Leafs need to shed a contract. Travis Dermott at just 24 years old seems like a pretty good option to bring in on the blue line. What are your thoughts on Travis Dermott possibly uh, skating on the Islanders blue line? Um, it's an option. I wonder if the timing will be the death of any kind of rumor. On this, where is if Lumara, if Lamorello isn't ready to do it, and the Leafs do need to make it happen, that yeah. Dermot won't make it to the Islanders, or at least that won't heat up. Because um, not going convers- to lose time. Well, it's not about lose time, and in, in so much as if they're just not ready to do it, he may not. You know, he may be waiting for Chara, or they may their push come to shove. Their first thing is to go internal. Is to, to give Aho if if Chara it's it's been ten games so you can't fault Chara for not being you know in a, in a choppy schedule 
I don't know that you can necessarily you can not like his game all you want, but it, can you blame him for it not being consistent yet? I don't think so. No. Um, and it's been better when the team is playing better overall, right? Like not just because they're playing better and he happens to be on the ice. I, I think it's he's contributing in a different way. He's actually getting assists. He's getting pucks to the net, that kind of thing. Right. Um, as long as he's not taking penalties for that matter, I, I guess I suppose it's good, but so it may just not be the timing because it's early in the season. There's no, like there's no panic for the Islanders. I think they're comfortable with what they have for the most part. They may go internally before they start reaching out to a trade market. If you see Aho go in and then Char go back in really quickly, unless Char was injured for some reason, or they say that he just needed a maintenance day or rest day or something. After that, maybe things might heat up. You know, not that we would know until after it happens. Um, I believe Dermot was drafted by Lamarillo. He was. That's so the connection, too. There's a connection there, too. So it's possible. Um it's it's affordable. I don't know if that's the move necessarily. Like, can the Islanders get a better better defenseman for that money closer to the deadline when they're when they when other teams are making moves and this kind of thing? Right. It, or is there somebody where, or you know, for two million dollars and a you know a sweetener, you can get a better defenseman than that for two million dollars? Maybe. I don't know who for for that money. I don't that's know. That's a good point. I, you know, so that's. He and he goes with who he knows, that kind of thing. It's all about chemistry. We've seen that and we've seen it work. Um, this will be the most notice we've had on a player where we're able to like look into it if it does True. happen. That you know, yeah. for a lot, there's a lot of players we didn't really see. You know, we were all crossing our fingers for Paul Mier. I don't think we knew anything. Yeah, this would be the closest we have to knowing anything, anything that he's done other than like Sorokin, right? Um, and maybe all the signings this summer, but that was, I don't know, that, that wasn't none of that was a surprise. You know, this would come as a surprise. I still think it's a little too early, though. My two cents. Judging by what what Trotz has said in availability and that kind of thing about Chara and, and things like that, I don't, I don't think he's just blowing smoke. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so either. Um, but, you know, the, the concern for me comes with, with the, the fact that I don't know if Dermot is the right fit, not because he wouldn't work in the locker room, but I think it's just they're missing the puck mover. No Taze, no Letty. Aho's not playing. The blue line just still doesn't know who's the puck mover. They want it to be Dobson. He's still trying to figure it out. You know, it's not going to be Pelic. It's not going to be Pollock. His skating is not there. Uh, it, it's just there's there's so many. Scratch that. There's there's one problem. <laughs> there's one problem, and it's that they need a puck moving defenseman. I don't so know. Is the problem it, less about Char's ability abilities in general, and more about the actual need that they have to fill out the blue line to what's worked the last three years. Sure, that I would say so. Yeah, because you know you look at how well Mayfield plays when he has a puck mover next to him. He's he's playing good. He's not playing great now because he doesn't have a puck a puck mover next to him. So 
I, I just I think he's an escape they, artist next to him in, in Pelic. I'll say that. Right. You know, he really. I if the most the the most fun I have watching Pelic is him escaping from an oncoming forward and twisting and turning. Oh yeah, no. It's, um, I it, love it's fantastic. He's, I love that. And 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 I will say that um, there have been. This isn't my report. This is, uh, I think I saw it in Staples' article. Um, you know the 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 rumor mill already has Pelic as part of the Team Canada roster, so will be cool to see Islanders representatives uh, in the Olympics. But anyway, yeah, Pelic has just been you know same old same old man. There's been a few plays this year where. Um, you know, he's broken up a two-on-one or, or a cross-ice pass where he just batted the puck out of the air. It was just like, no, forget it. Just smacks it right down. Not not yeah. getting through me. It's not he's he's, uh, he's just so good. Yeah. It's it's, ama- it's amazing how, for Islander fans, he's certainly not underrated, but maybe criminally underrated outside of that. And and maybe getting him on Team Canada would, would help that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Trotz is going to be behind the bench with Cooper, so... You know, it's it's certainly it's, possible, and yeah, Cooper knows how good he is. They had he withstand two seriously. series against him last yeah. last years. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, going going back to to your point, yeah, I wonder I I wonder who who you need to trade and what that even looks like to get a puck moving defenseman at that point. I don't even know, man, because it, you know you know what's so funny too that comes to mind for me right now is, and I don't know if this has anything to do with that. Where's Leo Komarov right now? Hurt, hurt. And if he wasn't hurt, he'd be playing for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. So he's realistically on Robida Island. Let's be real. That's where he is. They're purely roster space. They, yeah, um, I know. Bellows has to go on waivers. He does. Right? So that's part of it, too. They, they can't move unless they want to lose somebody. And they don't want to send Walsham down. And he and Dobson are the only ones that are waiver exempt. Yeah. No. Right. It is he and Dobson that are the only ones. So, uh, not happening. I'll, unless somebody leaves the Islanders roster, the current roster, plus something from Bridgeport or whatever prospect or pick or whatever, we're looking at the roster. And that's that's my question: is does he figure out a way to move that three million dollars in Leo Komarov? I don't, I don't know where it goes. Yeah. Certainly Arizona. As, <laughs> certainly as a way to open up the space, but I don't know who wants. I don't know who wants that. I mean, it is only the rest of the year. You know, Christian Arnold the other day indicated that there are some early season trade targets for de- for defense. And he listed Jacob Chikrin as one of them. I'm not saying Leo Komarov retrieves you a Jacob Chikrin, who has, by the way, zero points in 10 games for Arizona. But I mean, oh, on the worst team uh, on one of the more (laughs) historically bad teams ever. Yeah, right. What a a surprise. I I keep seeing that. I forget. Somebody tweeted at me the other day about that. I don't. After this year, I think in the first two rounds, Arizona has like six picks this summer. I don't see moving a player like that and start. There's no reason to start all the way from scratch. So having somebody like chicken around plus these picks coming up and other prospects the last few years, 
doesn't totally make sense. They have a lot of money coming off the books this summer in Arizona. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I have to admit. I, I say that, and I think people think that means I don't want it to happen. <laughs> no, of I'm, course we want Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, I want them to get Jack Eichel too. That <laughs> fucking like, come on. Um, which you we're just, like, I don't even know if we're gonna have time to talk about tonight. But like, no. yeah, of course, if they could have made, duh, duh, hit me over the head <laughs> with that, right? Like, of course, I want Chikrin or right. Ekholm. Is it likely? No, right? No, and not and not necessarily because Lou doesn't think they fit in the locker room or some other reason. It's just not likely to happen. The other, this may be news to people. The other team has to agree to the trade. No, I thought Lou Lamarillo just says, "I'm taking this guy," and yeah. you're not going to say anything about it. Yeah, I mean calls, that also actually might be true. It, it's possible. He yeah, he just calls up other GMs like, "Hey, I'm hey, gonna, I, I want well, this he, has, he doesn't have a New York accent. He, he has a uh, Boston accent, which I'm not going to attempt to do. Um, but something to the 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 Boston version of "I'm going to throw you in a dumpster," <laughs> whatever that is. Uh, I imagine that. <laughs> I imagine that's what he says. <laughs> I'm going to throw you in the East River. Uh, so I I don't. Well, I'm going to I'm going to send you to Staten Island on the ferry. <laughs> one way one way trip. I'll meet you there. Yeah. See you at the dump. See at the dump. <laughs> um, I believe that's the name, the nickname of the only hockey rink on Staten Island is the dump. <laughs> I'm just uh, the frozen garbage water. Uh, uh, no, but yeah, it's like I think it's a surprise to to people that like the other team has to agree to not want. They're not. It's like uh, Leo Komarov and the washing machine from the Nassau Coliseum is like, oh, what do you mean? the other team doesn't want that, and you're like, yeah, turns out no. Uh, I know you're shocked that that didn't just happen, but they have to, you know, Komarov is an easy one this year to trade because it's this year and that's over. So yeah. it's possible that's part of a, a cap dump to get space, but that means it's Komarov plus a thing to get rid of that space. Well, let's talk about plus a thing, right? Because the Islanders have an intriguing player who's playing down in uh, Bridgeport right now who has five goals in eight games and is looking like a pretty good offensive player in North America. Anatoly Goloshev is playing real good. But like you said, you look up and down the lineup, he don't fit. Where's he going to go? So, so at this point, does Anatoly Goloshev become a trade chip? And does Arizona bite on that? Because he's just 26. I think I could be mistaken, but I think he's an RFA at the end of the season anyway, so they can retain him. I think Staple mentioned something, and this is what got me kind of looking into Goldschmidt to begin with. He he likely won't stick around the AHL. Which so is if the Islanders right. if the Islanders want to get something out of him. It, Bridgeport winning a thing doesn't mean anything. Look at Toronto. They won the Kohler Cup a couple years right. ago. It means absolute jack shit. Um, unless you're Tampa Bay, apparently, where they make it really far and Syracuse is really good. And Tampa then also is really good because they have a nice system in general. Even if the Crunch aren't doing well, Tampa's doing well. So that's that's fine. But 
they need to get an asset for him. He's not doing any good in Bridgeport just being there. I agree. So that's they're they're gonna lose him for nothing. I mean, you know, I don't at the know end of the season, or he may just go back to the KHL and then his rights are not worth anything if he's not coming back to North America. What was the point in bringing him over at the end of his KHL season last season? Have him, you know, hang around, uh, come to training camp, go to Bridgeport for him to just go back. There, there, there's got to be something else going on. I'll, I'll put it to you this way, some some perspective. Um, as far as I can tell, Lou Lamorello cannot tell the future. Um, and he probably did not know Parise would be available. So you bring him over because he's an asset. And it makes sense because he's good and you drafted him and That's you want to, you want to see him in North America in person. Um, you don't know that a player that maybe fits the dynamic and the chemistry of your team in Parise will be available and that you'll be able to move some money around and make it all happen and yada, yada, yada. Thus Parise on the roster, Golishev, not on the roster. They both had an opportunity in training camp together. Yeah, They put these lines together, all this stuff. So I think before Parise, yes, I think it's, it's completely fair to say what what's going on here. If Bellows was absolutely just not playing well or Kamov was in the lineup not playing well and you had Golishev in, in Bridgeport playing well and you're like, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are we doing here? That third line is a, you know, con- a different kind of black hole. Um Wallstrom can't produce like this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I can I can totally see your point. Um the Islanders roster is not a problem at this point. Right. Right. Prize not scoring, as we've said, isn't a problem. It would be a good addition, but that's not why the Islanders have lost games. It's not been because of Prize. Um thus he's an asset. I don't know if it's Komrov and Golishev to to Arizona for something, or if that's a, a package somewhere else, um, we can do a better job heading into the next episode and look at trade ship thing. But I, and I think it's too early for that. I don't think yeah, maybe I, unless it was hair on fire, just absolutely not playing well. If the Islanders are just squeaking out wins, they're shutting teams out. Well, yes. Yeah, Sorokin <laughs> is playing well. That's also defensive work. That's also, not a lot of high danger chances. That's also making sure the puck's out of the zone. Um, that's also keeping the pucks to the outside, limiting opportunities. Um, the wild game was an outlier this season, I think, for the Islanders. Without, you know, for, from memory, um, save for the first two games where the Islanders just overall didn't play very well. Um, I, I think it's just too early. We still have a few weeks before Thanksgiving, a couple weeks anyway before Thanksgiving. The Islanders have a plenty of games in hand. It's just not time to to do that now. Time might be running out with Golishev. That I think was was That's Staples' the tick, point. Yeah. That's so the, that might not mean. That means that they could trade him for a second round pick, which which can get lever- leveraged to something else at the trade deadline. So it, it he may be, he may not be the means to the end. He may or he may be in the process, an indirect means to the end. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It really is. It's, it's possible. I 
I don't I don't see him spending that much time in, in the AHL, especially five goals in eight games. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's a good point. Uh, all right. Coming up this week, uh, Thursday night, New Jersey Devils at 7 p.m. Tampa Bay Lightning Monday. Uh, I said coming up this week. It's, it's coming up within the week. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning on Monday at 7 p.m. And the following day on Tuesday, uh, Florida Panthers, 7 p.m. Uh, the Devils are up 7-3 to three in the Panthers right now. Oh, wow. Look at that. So, as we said, Devils, uh, they're 5-3-2 and two this season, matching the Islanders. Uh, the gold differential is a little bit different. Uh, they're at a minus four. The Islanders at a plus two. Um, but that is going to change tonight, it looks like. At the very yeah. least, they'll be even. Um, kind of taking down the top team in the Atlantic Division, who finally lost the game. Now yeah. there, there are no, there are no longer undefeated teams in the league. Yeah, the uh, the Panthers are sneaky. I'm sorry, the uh, New Jersey Devils are sneaky good. Uh, no Jack Hughes, he got hurt, but uh, the, he was Dawson pissed. Dawson Mercer looks real good for them. Got Dougie Hamilton now, so uh, Ryan Graves is playing well. Uh, they got Mackenzie Blackwood back, I believe, uh, at, at a full time capacity. So uh, things are going. Decently in an upward direction for the Devils, who I, th- I think at the moment, as they're playing right now, are below the Islanders in the standings, but they'll probably be above them after they likely win this game. Um, with a game in hand. With a game in hand. So they'll <laughs> see us on Thursday night. The entire Metro division is above 500. It's banana lands out here. It Truly. Truly. It really is. It's banana lands out here. It's like, how, how could you imagine going the rest of the season this way and having teams above 500 miss playoffs? Ugh. There's in the Atlantic two teams, Ottawa, Montreal. I know you're shocked. Are the only teams below 500. Six <laughs> other teams in the Atlantic are above 500. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the the uh, the Central. Only fourteen, four of eight teams are above. Everyone else is uh, is below, and then the Pacific, all but two teams are below. I'm sorry, only two teams are below. Eh. Maybe I said the same thing twice. I can't remember. Hockey, hockey teams are getting better. Yeah, it's the parody thing. They want to make it interesting every single night. Helps with the betting thing that they're getting into. So that's just uh, good. Um, it makes it make not make sense most of the time because the best team isn't always win- the best teams aren't always winning. Um, but you know, Columbus is seven and three. Watch out there that you know everyone kind of had them pegged. It's still ten games in the season. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is also five and five. Um, although they've lost. Um. Uh, they're not looking great as of just recently, but yeah, a little crazy. Boston's not looking great. They've also just like not, they played less games than the Islanders. They only played nine games. Interesting. They're uh, playing right they're, now. So. Their 10th game tonight and they're, yeah. they're squeaking one out against Ottawa, uh, which is interesting, but yeah, yeah. Upcoming week for the Islanders, not necessarily easy, only getting more difficult. Yeah, well, but the the good news is they're on the tail end of their 13-game road trip, which I think we all agreed, or I shouldn't say we all, I think you and I agreed 
that we all made a little bit more of it than we should have due to how much time off they had in between. But it looks it's finally coming to an end. Uh, only three games left on the road, and then they will have four in a row at home. Uh, back on the road for a little bit, but uh, it will be a sight for sore eyes to see some Islander blue jerseys on the ice. So uh, that's coming up uh, next week. Next week, the UBS arena will be open. I feel like I can't emphasize that enough. Feels uh, feels good. It's a little surreal, honestly. It is. It's definitely a little surreal. It, it feels... Uh, I, I don't know. I can't even... <laughs> it's like... We're finally going to be out of the where are the Islanders going to play era It's over. I mean, I think the entire organization, it's who are the owners going to be? What's the general manager? Like there's no the the goaltending that carousel is done. Yep. Um, Islanders are an organization now. They're they're they're, actually the embodiment of the word organization. (laughs) And I, you know, I heard. um I was I was listening to to Steve Dangle uh, earlier today, and they, and they were talking about UBS and all this other stuff, and um, they you know they they said a lot of positive things about Islanders fans, how passionate they are that it, but they're just there aren't a lot of them, so we make up for it like a lot like Mets fans. I think we make up for it uh, by bringing twice as much much energy, um, and I, I think that's right. Uh, I don't think there are as many Islander fans as there are Ranger fans. Uh, I, at this point, can't tell you why. They both won the same number of cups. Um, there are a lots of people that live in the metro area. It's not like they don't. There's not enough fans to kind of like split it up in, in some capacity. Um, yeah, you hope that UBS and the team doing better. They start filling the arena just in general, just just more often. That you know that that sellouts are a regular thing for a team that's making the Eastern Conference Final uh, two years in a row and, and win, winning five playoff rounds, six if you count the play-in. Yeah, um, that market share for the Islanders should should easily grow. Yeah. Um, what they're able to do out on Long Island, they have a new practice facility. Like everything that you want for this team is kind of players want to sign there for long term. Maybe not at the right age that we're looking for necessarily. We're hoping, maybe, you know, not everybody anyway, but you know, most of them are they're signing at the right age and that kind of thing. There's there's a, a there's a larger core and there's one even below that that I think has a you know as you mentioned uh, at other points has um, a little bit longer of a window. Uh, a little bit more changeover might happen over that time period. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of the cherry on top of it all. They're They've come a long way, like an incredibly, incredibly long way. Yep. Um, and now it's coming full circle next Saturday. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be fantastic. I'm excited to watch if only on TV. Yep. I think Is that's that it? it for us. Are we good? Yep. I think that's it. How did we just wrap it up? It feels like so long between episodes. Um, maybe a post game. Maybe we'll do the episode post game on Tuesday since it's back to back. Yeah, could we um, could do that? It's late in my bedtime and daylight saving. It's dark. It's a lot of darkness. Um, 
We'll see. Not next. Yeah, next week. Next yeah, it's week. a lot of darkness. Yeah. The whole everything's thrown off now. <laughs> it's bad news. I don't. All right. I, I hate it. Before you make our listeners depressed, I want to say thank you to DraftKings hey. and Manscaped. Whoa. Shots fired. <laughs> Come on. This episode is brought to you by Mustache Rides. Untrimmed by Manscaped. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Speaking continue. of Manscaped, we want to say thank you to DraftKings and Manscaped to use that THPN promo code with DraftKings and that NHP promo code with Manscaped. Uh, to the Hockey Podcast Network and to Isles Fix. And of course, all of you, our listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at NASA and Hockey. You can also join our Discord for a safe space to chat with fellow Islander fans. Uh, lastly, you can find my work at the fourth period and John's work as the hockey writers collectively as well at the at Isles Fix. And until next time, everybody, let's go Islanders.